Hey everyone, happy Wednesday or happy whatever day it is that you're listening to this episode. I hope you guys are doing well. Today we're going to be reading in Matthew chapter 16 um, and a couple other places, but Matthew chapter 16 if you want to follow along and take notes. If you don't want to follow along, maybe you're in your car and you just want to listen to the smooth tones of my voice, that's obviously fine too. Uh, We're going to pray and then we will get right into it. Let's pray. Father Jesus, Holy Spirit, I pray that that you would just bring to light the things that you want to show us. Bring to light the things that you want to show us, God. Let our hearts and our minds be open and ready for you. Change us today. Change us today, God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so most of you know that uh, Becky and I have three kids, Audrey, Josh, and Ace. And uh, if you have kids yourself, you know that it's not always easy being a parent, right? There's there's difficult things that we have to do as parents, and there's difficult things um, that uh, we go through trying to trying to be parents and take care of our kids. Um, uh, sometimes, you know, you want to teach your kids something very important, and uh, sometimes they get it, and. Those are awesome times. Love when they get it. But other times it's more like, you know, restraining yourself from smacking them in the head and quitting because it feels like you're just wasting your time. Well, <laughs> recently we started teaching Audrey and Josh about budgeting. Um, not Ace yet. Obviously, he's he's only four. And I figure we'll probably get him through potty training before we try budgeting. But that's just me. Um, but we started teaching Audrey and Josh about budgeting. And uh, with Audrey and Josh, we, we set up a simple budget since, you know, they don't have any bills yet. Um, and we're doing a 10, 10, 80 budget. So 10% tithe goes to the church, 10% savings, and then 80% they get to spend. And they've actually done like fairly well with it. We've been doing it for, I don't know, a few weeks now, um, except for Josh. He started out really well. Honestly, he did. Um, but Josh has a goal. <laughs> he has a new Rubik's Cube that he wants to buy and is obsessed with it. Now, if you know Josh, you know he loves Rubik's Cubes. He's really good at it. He keeps getting better at it, but he's definitely obsessed with it. And uh, he's, he's always got one that he wants to buy. Well, he has a new Rubik's Cube that he definitely wants to buy, and obsessed is definitely the word for it. Uh, the great thing about this goal, though, is that he knows he needs to make money and has all by himself gone out to the neighborhood and got a dog walking gig. Like, I'm actually super proud of him. He he literally was just like, he didn't ask us for help or anything like that. He was like, I have a goal. I need to make money, so I'm going to go see if I can get some money. Um, so he's been walking one of the neighbor's dogs for like uh, like a couple of weeks, about three times a week. He's getting paid and getting closer to his goal every week. But <laughs> each time he gets paid, each time he gets paid, he just wants to spend it on that cube. He wants to check and see if he has enough. He's even changed the cube that he wants, you know, to a cheaper version just so he could afford it. And I didn't let him do that, though. There's there's something to be said about quality, and I want him to learn that as well, especially since it'll help him learn the, the practice of delayed gratification. So I said, no, yeah, you might be able to afford this one, but we're not buying the cheap one. We're not going to buy junk. You have a goal. Let's stick to the goal. Anyways, he's gotten to a point a few times where he technically has enough money for the good cube, um, but forgets about the 10-10 part of uh, what he made, which puts him a little under again. Um, 
So his frustration with this just kind of keeps growing. And he keeps asking me why he has to learn to budget now and why he can't just buy the cube. Um, and honestly, it's a great lesson for him to learn because, you know, we, we want to make sure that um, we're building good habits into his life now, good money habits early in his life so that later when he actually has a job and he has bills and um, he has adult money uh, that he doesn't uh, do things unwisely. Um, so it's a great lesson for him to learn. Uh, but it also just kind of shows where his heart is. Like he would rather hold on to that money rather than give it back to God or rather than putting in savings um, so that he can have what he wants now. Um, he wants what he wants now, right? I think that's, I think we can all relate to that. Um, he wants to delay giving to God and saving his money. <clears throat> Excuse me. He wants to delay giving to God and saving his money. And he has asked multiple times. He's like, dad, can I just, can I just buy the cube now and do the, the tithe and the savings part later? Like, can I just like, like pay God back or can I, you know, do this later? I have the money now. I want the thing now. Um, and it made me think and realize that like, we all do the same thing, you know, myself included. And it's not just with money. So like, don't, don't understand. This is like a, I'm talking about tithing. I'm talking about money. I'm not, um, just money can be part of it. Um, so like, we do the same thing. We do the same thing that he does. Um, and we do it with lots of things. We delay what we should give to God so that we can have what we want now. Um, and like, I don't understand why we do this. Like, why do we do it? Why do we do this? And especially in light of the fact that God has literally given us everything. God has literally given us everything. You know, Paul kind of brings this uh, this to our attention in Romans 8.32. Um, he says, you know, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him, with him, with his son, graciously give us all things? Right? How will he not, because he already gave us his son, how will he not also graciously give us all things? God let go of his only son, let go of his only son for us. He chose to let Jesus be tortured and murdered for us, right? It was his choice. He chose to let that happen. And then after he gave us salvation through Jesus, he blessed us with all that we ever need on top of salvation. God is a great provider. Like we really don't lack. He has given us everything, everything we need. So why... Why can we not give him everything? Why are we holding on to the things we're holding on to? Like in, in Matthew 16, which is kind of our, our, our key verse for the day, uh, 24 and 20, through 26, um, Jesus says, if any of you wants to be my follower, we've talked about this verse before, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. You will save it. When he says that, um, do you take him literally? Like when you read this verse or you know, listen to me say it or whatever, do you just glaze over it because you've heard it a hundred times or a thousand times? Or do you take time and evaluate your heart and ask, what am I holding on to, Lord? 
What am I holding on to? Is there an area in my life that I'm holding, that I'm, that I'm keeping instead of giving to you? Like, have you given every part of your life to Jesus? And I mean every single part. You know, it might be that you need to do this multiple times a day, but are you doing it? Are you giving him every part of your life? You know, I think um, it's obvious that we tend to desire the things of this world more than we desire God or what God wants for us. And I think um, I think we do that because we tend to be blind to the blessings that come from truly giving up everything and giving everything to God. Like when we hold on to things, we have to understand that what we're actually doing is we're trading the things that we're holding on to for true blessings. Like we're trading that. Like I'm going to keep this. You keep your true blessings, God. You keep your blessings. I want this. I'm going to hold on to this. But what we're doing is we're we're trading the blessings of God for these things. I don't care if it's a material thing. I don't care what it is. I'm actually going to list a couple of things just so you can have some some things to think about and things that the Holy Spirit can hopefully speak into you. So I'm going to list a few things you might not even be thinking about, um, but but here goes this list. You might be holding on to things like money, right? Money is the, the easiest thing to think about when we're talking about you know keeping things back from God. Uh, maybe you don't tithe or maybe you don't even give anything to the church. Or maybe you're not generous in general, like with people or with your kids, or with your family or with strangers. Maybe you need that sense of security um, or maybe you just really like your toys. Um, but money is the thing you're holding back. Um, maybe it's food. Um, um, or maybe just maybe we could call it indulgence. Um, you know, this is a difficult one for me, uh, probably for most of us, because I love to eat food. Food's good. I was literally just talking to Rachel Goldbar, our, our uh, children's director. Uh, we were talking about like, man, we just love bar food. I do love bar food. Um, uh, but, you know, do you steward your body well? Um, are you a junk food addict? Do you hate exercising? Do you get food based on convenience or stress relief? Those are two of the things that I typically go for foods. Like it's convenient or I'm stressed out. So I want to, I want to eat. Um, and sometimes, you know, actually a lot of times God is speaking to me. He's like, dude, why are you putting poison in your body? Like I created you for better and you're not helping yourself. Um, you're not helping you're not helping me accomplish what I want to do through you. Um, so maybe it's food. Is it your kids? Like is every part of your life wrapped around your kids, constantly moving and constantly doing, constantly worrying about their well-being or future? Um, you know, this got me the other day. Um, like I worry about my kids. Um, uh, they they all have their own issues, and I worry about them. I worry about their future. Um, and, uh, I worry about what it's, what it's like if I, if I ever die and they have to deal with the the loss of me. Cause you know, I mean, you know, not that I'm like the most amazing person ever, but I'm still their dad and that will still affect them for sure. Um, uh, but God told me the other day, like, yo, Hey, I, I love your kids more than you love your kids. I care more about their future than you care about their future. I can actually guide them into the future that I've designed for them. You can't necessarily do that. You can't do it as well as I can. God cares about your kids more than you do. He loves them more. He provides for them more. Trust him with your kids. Or maybe the thing you're holding on to, and this is another one for for me, is control. Are you constantly stressed out about everything? Man, I was 
always stressed out about things. Um, like, do you binge the news so that you can be ready for anything that might happen? Or are you involved in all the organizations and committees and uh, meetings, you know, that you can go to so that you can have influence in what's going on? Um, do you think about every possible negative thing that could happen in every circumstance or situation? Does it consume your thoughts? Does it consume your heart? Does it cause you anxiety? Like I said, this is control has been a big thing for me in the past, um, but God has been really, really freeing me up from this, and it's been it's been wonderful. I've gotten joy back. I've gotten peace back, um, and it's because I let go of it. What about some other things like your schedule? You hold on to your schedule. Like, no, this is how I do things. This is when I do things. Um, coffee, right? Or our, our um, uh, societally. Uh, affirmed or not affirmed societally accepted addictions right it's coffee coffee your thing that you're holding back cigarettes cigars vapes um maybe your evening drink or your job or your hobby maybe it's the weather you know maybe you're bothered by the weather and hate when it rains so much that it steals your joy because it's such an inconvenience to your day um uh, that's more of a control thing but uh what about your devices or your status do you have a need to impress people and seem uh, important to them? Um, I want to go back to devices real quick because I just felt like the Lord's saying something. Um, do you justify what you do on your device? Um, like, no, there's a purpose behind this. Uh, it might even be, you know, a Christian purpose behind it. Um, do you justify using your device, but really what you're doing is just keeping it um, because you want it? And God's trying to say, no, I want that part of your life, but you're keeping it and you're justifying keeping it. Maybe that's you. you know, I think we as humans, um, we definitely have a pattern of holding back things instead of giving them over to God. Um, and, and we can see that kind of that, that pattern running throughout the entire Bible. Um, I'm only going to bring up a couple of examples, but there's, there's definitely more than just these two. Um, Think about uh, Lot's wife, right? She was turned to a pillar of salt when fleeing Sodom because she turned back. And she turned back because she was longing for what she had instead of trusting God with that, instead of letting it go and trusting God um, with what he was going to do and how he was going to bless them. You know, she wanted to keep her life. Or the rich young ruler, Matthew chapter 19, 16 through 22. I'm just going to read the, the account real quick. So someone came to Jesus with this question, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And uh, Jesus responds, Why ask me about what is good? There is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Now these people are still under the law, so the commandments were, were the deal. Um, which one? Which one's the man asked? Uh, and Jesus replied, You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your mother and your father. Love your neighbor as yourself. I've obeyed all these commandments, the young man replied. What else must I do? And Jesus told him, If you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. He went away sad, just walked away. And I think it's really interesting um, that at the beginning of this account, uh, the rich young man knew that he was still lacking something, right? 
He's like, you know, I, I've done all this. What else do I need to do, Jesus? I've, I've obeyed all these things. Um, I still feel like I'm missing something. And when Jesus told him to give the, to, to give up the thing that he was missing, to give up the thing he needed to give up, you know, probably the thing that's in the back of his head that he didn't really even want to acknowledge. When Jesus told him to give up this thing, guy left. You know, he pieced out. He was done. He walked away and held on to the stuff he wanted to keep instead of letting go and following Jesus and receiving the blessing that certainly would have come had he truly trusted that Jesus was better than anything he could ever possess. We are just like these people in so many ways. We hold on to things thinking they are the blessing, but we are probably missing so many blessings by holding on to those things that if we were to let go of, it would free us up to receive the true blessings those things are robbing us of. So evaluate yourself today. When the music starts, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what you're holding on to, that, uh, to, to show you, you know, the things that you need to let go of. And then trust God. Trust God and don't let that thing or those things steal your blessings anymore. Let's pray. Father Jesus, Holy Spirit, you have given us literally everything. Everything you've given us, God. Forgive me for holding on to the things that keep me from fully following you. Forgive me, God. And as I pray, I pray that you would just show me the things that are keeping me from your blessings. Show me the things that are keeping me from a fully surrendered life to you. And help me, Holy Spirit. Don't let me walk away clinging to the thing or things um, that I want to keep. But instead, just give me the strength to let go of those things, to let go of everything, to let go of everything and give you my entire life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, I'm going to play some music like I do every week. Take some time to pray. Take some time to listen to the Holy Spirit. Ask for specifics. Ask for answers. And then just give it all. Give it all over to God.
right, I'm going to close in prayer. But if you want more time to hear from God, to let the Holy Spirit work in you, or to even just sit in His presence, rewind this back to the beginning of the music and continue to focus your attention on the Lord, on the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, thank you for hearing me. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for forgiving me. Uh, help me today and tomorrow and in every moment that I need to let go of the things that are holding me back from being completely surrendered to you, God. Help me. Help me let go. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.